I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And And this this is Grizzly Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to WarbyPorkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them them that link one more time. Oh, sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Welcome to our pride hangover. Hello. I know. I do feel hungover. Do you really? Yeah. Is it because of pride or... Or is it the French fries we had on Saturday night? <laughs> oh, the French. No, that was Friday night. No, wait. Was when did we have Fridays? It was Saturday. When? when did we have Fridays? <laughs> it was Saturday night. It was Saturday night. It was yes. Saturday night. Um. Yeah, we um we went out to dinner Friday night. Yeah. And oh, you have Fridays. You have fries. I have fries on Friday. <gasps> Friday fries. Yeah. Fries on Friday. We went out for dinner Friday night. Um. Am I allowed to say? Or no? Do you want to talk well, about Well, we that? can just go right into it. Yeah, I think we're just like, we had something to do every single day for Pride Weekend. Yeah. And Oh, I was going to was... quickly get into the fries real fast. Oh, we can so go we right went out to the fries. dinner. We went out to dinner and um, everyone else at the table got fries with their, di- with their meal. Mm-hmm. And I got a salad. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to have to make a concerted effort to have a fry before Daniel inhales them all. And I literally, the fries hit the table. I looked away for a second. They were gone. So there's that. They were and very so, good fries. So Saturday night I was like, you know what? It's Pride. I want fries. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped by Wendy's on our way home yeah. and... And, they tasted, and we ate the fries in the car. They tasted just as good as the expensive <laughs> ones we had on Friday. That's the best part. Right. Um, so, yeah, what did we do? Um, yeah, yeah. How, how did we celebrate so we, Pride we, this year? we kicked off Pride Weekend by going to um, see Alexis Michelle perform at Club Coming in her one-woman show mm-hmm. um, called Alexis Michelle at Club Coming. Um, and, um, yeah, my... Uh, my boss invited uh, Robert Knight to go with her and her husband because uh, they've known Alexis since um, 
Alexis was not Alexis. Um, for they're, they're friends with Alexis. Yeah, they're parents. friends with Alexis's yeah. parents and have known her since she was a teenager. Um, it was really interesting. There was an entire section of people who worked with Alexis's step stepdad. Yeah, her stepdad, who's a curator at the Met. So we so. were in like the friends and family section. Yeah. It, was, it was so interesting because Alexis's mom was oh going from person to person being like, hey, oh my God. And it was, I just thought it was amazing mama michelle is just like the ultimate stage mom she runs alexis's um newsletter is like her unofficial pr person um and it just like she just she just oozes support and love and it was really um nice to see them in the same room yeah. I think. And just also Alexis interacting with her mother. Yes. Throughout the show and dedicating songs to her. And, you know, it was... Um, it's a sweet relationship yeah. the two of them have. Um, what I think took it a step further for me because I, I've, I've been feeling all of these feelings, having pride be as big, I guess. I guess that's enough of a word. But well, mm-hmm. it's like visible. As visible I've, as Pride yeah. was this year. I've never felt it be more present than this year. Right. So as visible as it was this year, I was having a lot of feelings about my coming out, my family support, all of this other stuff. And seeing how supportive Alexis's mom is of not only her doing what she loves, but you know, flourishing in this career that she's mm-hmm. created, which, by the way, Alexis is a cabaret star like make no mistake i've said some i've said some shit about alexis on this show based on what happened on drag race and i would like to formally apologize and eat every single one of my words she (laughs) is a star and i am excited to go to each and every cabaret Mm -hmm. from here on out um but it this is seeing, it is it is her calling. But seeing seeing her seeing the support, it was the it was one of the first times that I was actually jealous of someone's support from their family mm-hmm. because I I get you know I don't get much from my family. I get you know I just got off the phone with my dad because he was asking about keto. But you know like other than that, mm-hmm. it's like there's not you know there's not a lot you know they they barely touch the subject of our podcast mm-hmm. or us doing drag or you know, us being in a couple, none of that is like ever really something that's touched. Mm -hmm. And then like Alexis told this amazing story in her show about how she was going through a breakup and she she was calling her mom three times a day to talk about it. And, you know, like, and how she wanted to sing a song Uh, that reminded her uh of that moment. And and also talking about the sexual relationship she'd had with this guy with her mom. The best part was that her mother was like, Alex, dear. Your generation did not invent sex. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, it's truly like, just a beautiful parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And and yeah, I'm just so happy that I was able to witness it mm-hmm. at this show. Yeah. Um, and Alexis was amazing. I mean, it was an hour and a half, maybe, of just powerful vintage songs that just really i think spoke to alexis's character and what she's passionate about um i love that this was like sexy alexis Mm. which i feel like she's come into more and more as drag race fades into the distance you know like it's um uh um 
she's just embracing all sides of herself. And she's been very open about it on social media and things like that about, you know, just just kind of embracing these other parts of Alexis and also bringing a lot more Alex into Alexis. Yeah. As well. Um, I would I don't necessarily want to disagree, but I when we were watching the show, I kept thinking back to when we first interviewed mm -hmm. Alexis. And I remember that I was nervous about her coming over. But then when she got here, it was a different kind of nervous. And I almost I almost want to say it was like a very sexual energy that was not it wasn't really anything that she mm-hmm. was doing. I oh, mean, but she does. She has a very like sensual energy, energy that she does yeah. give off. But it but it has not been as present in her drag as it is now. Right. In her, in her like performances i just you know watching her perform on yeah. friday it reminded mm-hmm. me of that and it it made me reflect on it yeah. a little bit and and the one thing that touched me the most beyond the fact like just the songs chosen were perfect and she was great and etc cetera, etc cetera, was the moment she took to make a very pointed and clear statement about drag race yeah. and how Everybody should remember that, yes, it is it is great and it has helped her get to, you know, further, but that it still um, shuts out our trans brothers and sisters from competing. Yeah. And that that is where it is lacking. Um, and she did so in the same breath as she was plugging um, 1-800-WIG Takeout, who's run by Sarah Andrews, who made yes. her hair for the evening, who is, if you don't know her, she is this incredible... Um, trans drag performer, trans business owner, and goes to drag race and a, a drag con and basically like, you know, will make a statement with everything she wears when she, she goes. She is an artiste with yes. hair. She is a sculptress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a sculptress. She is a sculptress. Um, yeah, <laughs> her, her hair is incredible. Mm-hmm. And she's very lovely. She uh, she made some hair for Jiggly, mm-hmm. and I had oh. to I had to like run out and get her and her boyfriend and bring them to the booth and all that. She's very very lovely. Yeah. So um, definitely support her. Uh, but Alexis was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The banter, okay the oh my God. the beautiful ratio between storytelling and song singing. <laughs> it was just enough. And then also. The pushing the envelope a little bit with her sexual innuendo. One of her band members, um, I'm I'm definitely not saying his actual name, I think, but let's say his name was Peter Bates. And she would say, Peter Bates on the drums. Peter Bates, I bet you do, and I'd love to help. And I was like, oh, Alexis, that was amazing. Like, it was so... It was, it was a little too much, but it was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I would say she's definitely, you know, she's definitely following in the footsteps of Bette Midler and Sandra Bernhardt. Mm-hmm. I just I'm excited to see what's next because she's promised a uh, like a, a to choose a a female singer mm-hmm. from the 70s and focus on a yeah, body of their like work. one at a time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. excited for that. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for that. So yeah. including the Allman Brothers. <laughs> you know, that was Which... the other thing. <laughs> We talked about this. We talked about this when we got home. I didn't know. I knew like maybe two of the songs that she did, mm-hmm. and um, it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. I got it. There, there was an immediacy, and um, not even an immediacy, but she, whatever she did that she did with these songs, if you knew them or didn't, it didn't matter because you knew exactly what they were there for. If right. that makes any right. sense, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, very I, cohesive. I, I really appreciated that element of mm-hmm. it. So I wanted to make sure and, mm. and talk about that. So what are we doing Saturday? Saturday, we had French fries. No, we went to Nightgowns mm. at the Abrons Center for the mm. Arts. Um, or Pride Gowns. Pride Gowns. Which I love. Um, okay, Nightgowns. We're trying to, we're trying to like speed through this weekend. I, God Nightgowns bless Sasha Velour and the incredibly talented, diverse cast of Nightgowns. Yes. Like. I, I I would like to go on record as saying that this was the most entertaining nightgowns. Oh, hands yet. down, hands. And I can't even imagine what it was like the two nights before, because we saw the the third night, which had a few different performers yes. in it. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know if she was debuting this number, but Miss Toto did her. She did. It was four nightgowns. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, so it was. It was basically her rendition of like. Uh, uh comp- it was she it, she called it Tochella. It was a compressed version of Beachella. Mm-hmm. And it was genius, complete with a a full like marching band made up of Miss Totos. Of Totos. It was like a a, yeah. a, a an army of Totos mm-hmm. that she put together herself in her in her and, home. Yeah, like yeah. I, just I, a genius if you're not following Miss Toto like what's happening I mean what's happening to you Vander Von Odd <laughs> was another one who oh. who stapled yeah. stapled black hearts to their face Vander and their legs and <laughs> but that but that's what they do best no 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 I'm happy I mean it is I'm happy to let Vander make me make me as uncomfortable as possible Vander is so beautifully creepy and sad and happy and yeah, it it was a very beautiful performance, mm-hmm. I have to say. I mean, it, it was kind of across the board. Um, Nick's Nocturne, as always, uh, you know, just Nick, Nick's amazing. Nocturne turned the party. It was just, you Nick's know. is so fucking sensual. Oh and just God. like, oh, it just oozes every time off they, of them. The way they move their body. Oh, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love all of it. I yeah. love all of it. I'm always captivated mm-hmm. by Nick's. Yeah. And one of the things, and I don't know why I do this, maybe because Nick's, I, I, I guess I look at Nick's and I'm like, oh, you're, you're like a burlesque performer. And typically burlesque performers don't really lip sync, but I feel like what sent this performance over the edge was that Nick's was lip syncing yeah. during well, the they, number. It just, they lip sync to all their numbers. I've never, I've never noticed that because I, mm-hmm. or not that I've never noticed that, but I've, I paid attention and noticed that they were not lip sync, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was never. It was never really relevant mm-hmm. until seeing them lip sync to this one mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh my god, you just sent this way over the edge." Yeah, it's just incredible. And I forget what the I I know the song. I forget the name of it, but it was. I didn't know the song. I've heard it before. I didn't know the song, and I didn't care. They it was so sold sexy. It. They fucking um, sold it. Delicious. Yeah. Sasha Colby is a gift. Mm. Who again? I don't know the song that she did, but her hair is her best instrument. Hairography. I mean, that hair was working overtime, and it was synchronized. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful, and, and not just beautiful because she is beautiful, but it was um, funny. Like yes. she 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 did funny little things, even though she was in this like sexy like you know high thong uh, latex body of. of like swimsuit moment i don't know what you call that but um you remembered a lot more than i did i was paying attention to the hair i mean i was paying attention (laughs) to all of it it was just amazing she looks great um the stage manager whose name i forget 
also came out and did a number like Heart Crimson. Heart Crimson. I mean, more sex, just like very, very, and sensual. very traditional burlesque because they were not lip syncing. Mm-hmm. But they took off. I love they they took off their like their mic pack and headset and mm-hmm, were like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm doing a number. Okay, like mm-hmm. here we go. Um, and that's my point is that when you're watching burlesque, you're not you don't care if they're lip syncing. That's that was my point. Yeah, exactly. Nix's performance. Um, oh, there were so many. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Daphne. Daphne. Oh, Daphne. Daphne is always a joy. Always, always, always a joy. She's just, she's such a, such a joy. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, effervescent. Effervescent. Sasha introduced her mm-hmm. and it was perfect. Yeah. Um, Neon was great, you know, and considering she just had surgery a month ago for this blood clot that was, you know, very serious. I mean, yes. I don't think you would find me doing that a month a month after surgery. Yeah. I'm happy frankly. that I'm happy that she's back yeah. and, and able to do all of the stuff that she's been doing. Yeah. Miss Malice gave us an incredible education in the history of um dyke bars, as mm-hmm. she called them. Um and followed up with a great uh, Dusty Springfield uh song. Mm-hmm. Um Untitled with uh with her spoken word moment uh about all of the trans women that have been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um and and remembering them and then doing a song that was dedicated mm-hmm. to all of them. Uh, it was it was amazing to see. Uh, so untitled and Toto added in the images and the names of the trans women that have been murdered this year, and uh and um and had it had had like their vision their yeah. their images behind them mm-hmm. while they were performing. And I thought it was just it's it's important. It's yeah. important to remember why why pride is happening uh why we why mm-hmm. we are in this moment right now of celebrating the 50th anniversary of a riot mm-hmm. that catapulted the rights that we have yeah, today absolutely and so i love seeing content like today's performers celebrating that mm-hmm. but also reminding the audience that we have so much more work to do yeah that's very important and i like that they you know that it was featured um a lot sasha spoke about it you mm-hmm. know as she often does mm-hmm. because i love when she's like okay now it's time for the lecture um and i i really enjoyed that she focused on you know because she could not have i appreciate that she does that. you know and and i like that's one thing about her is that she she knows how to bring representation into the projects that she does and right. i think that that is that is very important, um, especially in terms of being, you know, uh, like a, a, a white person. Yeah. All, you know, yeah. albeit like, you know, Sasha is a, a, a queer uh, drag performer, but still it's. Um, She's using her privilege for it, good. Exactly. Not, yeah. not, not most people. Most people in her position would either not know or just choose not to, you know, gather such a diverse cast of people i don't i don't i don't want to like dwell on it because i don't i don't want i don't want this to turn into a white savior narrative but no no absolutely not i'm just i I agree with you in that she is using her privilege for good um miss jade oh well yes i mean she's kind of why we went in your number in my in in my dress in your dress uh miss jade was asked to bring back her uh bush rig performance to uh don't touch my hair by solange Mm -hmm. um which i made her a an outfit for and it was you know impactful just like it was um the precision of the choreography Mm -hmm. in that number gets me every time because it's it's um it's confrontational Mm -hmm. the way that it's choreographed yeah 
So I love that. And the song itself is confrontational, mm-hmm. but I feel like uh, I, when I hear it, because I'm, because I'm white passing, I hear it and I get lost in the rhythm of the mm-hmm. song. And I, I sort of miss the message sometimes when I listen to it. And so her adding these movements that are just very like confrontational, that are just like uh, making eye contact with the audience mm-hmm. almost. Um, I just, I feel like it's, it's important. It's a great number. Yeah. Um, who did we miss? <laughs> I can't remember. I think we got I everyone. should have had a list. Well, Sasha. Yes. Who, yes. I don't know what song she did at first, but she, she, she did this number where she gave away her crown and then underneath her wig was another little crown and confetti fell from the ceiling and it was just. I think the song is called like number one girl. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and she was wearing this gorgeous, uh, like cinched Diego Montoya gown. It was, I mean, so good. But when doesn't she wear something that looks amazing? It really just goes without saying. You but know, the it's whole like, like Jessica Rabbitness mm-hmm. of the whole outfit. That's a little bit different from with her. that like that Vita Boheme like. Ooh, that's lit. Right? That's lit. In that like, and because she was wearing this like rhinestone bodysuit underneath. Right. Um, and she had to do her whole last number with only one contact in. Cause, oh my God, cause remember it, right. sli- it slid into the back of her eye or something halfway through the show. So during the second half of the show, she was like reading with one eye closed. It was performance art. And then performing with a video of like a video screen that had timed cues. Yeah for her to like jump in puddles and and she didn't miss one of them no she didn't and she miss had like one of them. five dresses on that all five dresses three wigs that all like you know she was like caught in an electrical storm it was amazing i mean it was it, it was such a and i don't know if it's because we were caught up in the energy of pride or you know the the just kind of emotions that have been brought up by this particular pride you know this pride season in particular but it yeah. was um yeah i found myself tearing up um during almost every every single number yeah um i'm happy that we were able to do um that we were able to see alexis on friday and sasha and well nightgowns not mm-hmm. just sasha but nightgowns on saturday because i i felt like uh i don't know i i almost not dejected but like i don't know i felt a little weird about the fact that like pride felt like super commercial this year mm-hmm. and so this felt nourishing mm-hmm and and I'm so happy that we were able to do that. Yeah. And speaking of not commercial. Well, let's take a break. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Reclaiming Pride March that we went to on Pride Sunday. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back, and let's talk about what we did on Sunday. This was my favorite, like, Pride participation thing, I guess you would say, that mm-hmm. we've ever done, like, on Pride Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Wow. Um, I was just so overcome with emotion. Um, so on Sunday, we attended the Reclaiming Pride Coalition's Clear Libera- Queer Liberation March and Rally, which we talked about on the... Well, we didn't go to the rally. Let's not lie. Well, we went to the, well, we went to the march. 
Um, well, you were you were messaging me today all of this stuff, and I'm like, stop saying rally. We didn't go to the sorry, rally. That's just that was its official title. So we went to the march. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the uh, the queer liberation march um, has it's, it's it's the first one of its kind. No, um, and it was organized by the Reclaiming Pride Coalition to essentially reclaim pride from the commercial sponsors that have turned it into kind of the zoo that it is today. Um, And what this means is that there was essentially no police presence. And by that, we mean that there were no police actually marching in the parade. There was no honoring of the police force, no um, acknowledgement of the apology um, nothing like that. You know, there were no barricades up and down the street. And essentially the way it worked was that the police escort, which the, the, the march had, which every kind of social dem- uh, public demonstration has to have, yeah. was just clearing traffic as the march went up. So as the march moved on, traffic resumed. So it was just kind of everybody was move- literally just moving together and there mm-hmm. were stopping points where um, everybody would just regroup and pick up more people. Right. Um, One of my favorite moments happened as we so we we marched for like 15 blocks. Mm -hmm. Normally what we do on Pride is we and we talked about this in our homebody Pride episode. We stay home and watch movies Mm -hmm. this year when as soon as I found out about this, I sent Dan. It was like maybe a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. that I found out about it. Actually, I sent Daniel a text and I was like, we have to go to this. And I was like, absolutely have to go to this. Mm -hmm. And so we went, we marched for as long as we could and our backs and our feet started to hurt. And Mm -hmm. we were like, all right, we're going to go home. Like we did this. We wanted to come here Mm -hmm. next year. We would love to volunteer, but so we got to a point where we were going to like step off and then get on the train and come back home and as we were waiting on the sidewalk, there was a like there were there were people walking up and they started chanting, how do you spell racist NYPD mm-hmm. literally to like a group of police officers mm-hmm. that were just standing on the corner and the chant continued. <laughs> the march escorts, actually, exactly. which is the best part. Yeah. And it was like it was my favorite part mm-hmm. because I mean, my yeah, my favorite part was actually getting was getting to march in the footsteps of the people who um, organized the very first march in 1970 yeah. after the Stonewall riots. And I think that was what was the most impactful thing because they led them. They let, they were leading the march. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, you know, having like the lack of floats, the, all of that, like the lack of barricades, honestly, it made me feel like less of a, of a spectator sport because we've marched in what, what everybody there was calling the other parade, mm-hmm. um, twice now, I believe. And yeah. at least since we've known each other and it's always felt so, um, unnerving and we've talked about it where it's like there's these barricades and it just feels like you're a freak kind of, you know, people just come to look at you. Yeah. March. Um, yeah. And this, while it was ju- felt just as crowded as the other parade, mm-hmm. there was something not so frantic and crazed and um, it felt more zoo-like. Yeah, you know, people it felt were more like a protest. Yeah, people were supporting each other. You know, and and somebody would say "fuck Chick Fil A" as we were passing Chick Fil A, and then it just kind of you know like ran down all 45,000 people who were there, you that know, amazing. fuck Fox news. I mean, we were just on the perfect route. Yeah. Fuck Fox news turned into shame, shame, which, shame, then, turned which into then turned into shade, shade, shade. 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 Um, 
I just I felt part of my people yeah. during this march. It was really it was really nice. It, I, like, it felt yeah. as magical as my first Pride Parade mm-hmm. when I was like 16 years old and like snuck into mm-hmm. New York City with my friends yeah. and went to the parade and and marched. Yeah. And you really have to give it to the Reclaiming Pride Coalition because they were just, at least from what I could tell, just formed at the beginning of this year. And in less than a year, they were able, able to pull together a an incredibly organized, well-timed and like tight march mm-hmm. i think like there was we just we all knew where we were going the resources were plentiful on their website they had volunteers handing out waters if you needed it it was it was supportive yes and i don't feel that from the other pride no um mm-hmm. so yeah you know it was um, great yeah i hope i hope they do it again next year because i really want to go well we have to make sure that they do it again next mm-hmm. year by offering to volunteer and by donating, donating mm-hmm. purchasing uh they they have t-shirts for sale yep. uh so we'll have links to we'll have a link to their website mm-hmm. in the show notes make sure that you support this stuff because this is important if we're ever going to be to live in a world where we're all we are all free we have to forget about capitalism for a second, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, it, absolutely. And, and this is an extension of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm wondering before we move on to our next topic, I'm wondering if we should talk about what happened before we left for the, no, you don't want to talk no. about it. Although actually, yes, yes, because we got such a great response to it. Okay. I think. All right. So, so well, we you stopped. go because I'm deaf. Great. So we stopped at Rite Aid on our way to the march because uh, I have to use like the, you know, the, um, I basically have to use like spackle for, um, for sunblock because I burn. Um, so, and my, um, I use a specific brand and all of the sunblock we had was expired and we, we didn't have expired for like six years. Um, so we stopped at Rite Aid to pick up some sunblock. And as we're waiting online to pay, this man walks up and he's like, everyone's a homo today. Everyone's a, everyone's a homo. This world is sick. And I just start, and I, I let out a ha 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 ha. Like you're so funny because like he announced it to the people standing Mm -hmm. there and the cashier. And it was like, what was your goal with this? So when stuff like this happens, I, I have the, the fl- fight or flight response and my my response is always flight so i get up i'm i get up there and i'm like you know gotta type in my pin number real quick and then give me my fucking sunblock so i can get the fuck out of here we walk outside and i'm like no this is wrong i i need to do something about this and daniel's like no it's not worth it it's not worth it it's not worth it he's like come on let's go come on come on because he could tell that i was like ready to go back inside and like start a war with this Mm -hmm. with this fucking skinny asshole um but anyway i we we walked a block away from the rite aid and i was like no i can't i've been running from this type of shit my whole life i we got to go back we got to go back and also this guy is like a twig i can snap him like i want to i want to break him like he's you know a lobster a lobster tail next to my delicious steak um so i start walking back and he's like no 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 and then i see the guy come out of the riot aid and i i see him kind of like not wanting to walk in our direction even though that was eventually where he went and so i was kind of watching him because i think he could tell that i was fucking pissed and you could see that 
his pace slowed as he got closer to us. And I kept turning around to look at him to be like, where are you? I want to make sure I know where you are at all times. Because I will fucking snap you like a twig. I was ready to do it. And Daniel was like, no, you're going to go to jail. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We also had a march to get to. Right. And then when we got on the train, I looked at him and I was like, if if one homophobe even tries it with me, and if you love me, you will let me beat up a homophobe today. And he was like, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, um, So it didn't happen. But I felt... Because it was pride and because like, you know, I woke up that morning and I was really excited to go and I put on Spotify and without even looking, I just pressed play. And the first song that came on was Do You Want a Funk by Sylvester. And I was like, oh, my God, the ancestors are looking down on us. This is like this is the moment. This is like this is us. We're going to be like, you know, big, bright and beautiful. And the world is going to see us today and they're going to love us and whatever, Um, you know rah 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 fantasies yeah and so I was in such like I was in such a like a pumped up mood that I was like I'm not gonna let this bring me down but I'm also not gonna be quiet about it so I decided to post on our Instagram about it and Rite Aid responded almost immediately yeah basically saying you know we're sorry this happened to you can you give us some more details can you give us your contact information mm-hmm. and all this stuff and we haven't heard from them store address and you know well well the thing was that they because i haven't was, heard from them I, in, I was, in, in our email yeah not yet saying. but i it was basically this conversation that went on for like two hours back and forth mm-hmm. and at a certain point because they were like what, what what's the address the intersection if you have the store number and i was like i happen to have that just because i'm i'm obsessive and and then about four messages back and forth i was like hold on and i was like just to clarify this does not have to do with a rite aid employee yeah. <laughs> i'm like this is a customer yeah who uh, you know was being hateful and that was what our post was about and i think that that's why you know because like what can they do they can't do anything about right. that but right. i love that the person who was messaging with me was like well we hope that it didn't you know like that didn't ruin your pride. And, yeah, basically, you know? you know, and I was like, oh my god, well, thank you. It and was, was like it happy was a, pride. It was a night. It was nice to see how quickly because I didn't, I didn't post it with the intention of Rite Aid responding. Although I started to type Rite Aid, and I was like, no, fuck it, I'm going to tag them. Um, I mean, the intention of my post was to be like for the straight people watching mm-hmm. who hate gay people, keep your asses at home. Yeah, because, and stay away from our Rite Aid. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, because if I see that man again, it's on site. I, I will remember you, sir. And if and if I don't remember you, I'll hang around because I'm sure people like that always want to talk about what they hate. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't. I honestly you. don't care how you feel. Just like, why do you have to like say that shit? It's like you want attention, but you also want the confrontation, and you want somebody to beat your ass. That's that's I, I like. I think deep down inside, it's like they want and that to fight. person could have been me. I know that you could have given could him have that gift. Me. I could, but I personally the shit out of him. I did not want to deal with police presence. Yes, I know. At I that know. time, and we were going to something more important, and you got all New Jersey but on me. Can, but if we can talk about my fantasy for a moment, I really wanted to kick the shit out of him, like just like get him on the ground and then start kicking him in the stomach and then spit on him and pull him by, pull him up by his hair and say, now wish me a fucking happy pride. You motherfucker. That would have been amazing. See, now if you'd explained it to me that way, I did explain it to you. No, (laughs) no, not with the like spitting on him and picking him up and saying like, now say happy pride to me, motherfucker. Cause that is like out of a gangster movie. 
oh, that's, that's every time hot. every time I, I fantasize about beating the shit out of someone, that's always it always ends with me spitting on them. Be, just because I've never I've never been in a fight and I've never been able I've never faced my bullies. I mean, we talked about this was one of the reasons why when I've you were like once. when you were like, no, come with me. And I was like, no, no, no. You got to face your bullies as a child. I never did it. I was always too mm-hmm. scared. Let me go do this right now. And I'm I'm kind of grateful that it didn't happen. But anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. Who else are we here to talk about? (laughs) Um, So Madonna released a music video for her song, God Control. And uh, we're confused. Mind you, is that fair? The description for this episode is actually about this music video. But I, I, I'm, I like leading up to us recording this. I am basically, okay. So the music video is the fifth one from her new album, um, and it essentially features a reimagined and stylized version of the Pulse nightclub shooting. So I I didn't know that going into watching this video when I watched it the first time. There there is a warning at the beginning of the video, and so I think that's that's good that she did that. Yes, but I, I my own personal opinions have kind of shifted over the past 24 hours because I've gotten to think about it more and it's not like I'm I'm pro the video actually it's just that it's a big old failure of a video hmm. I think and a big old failure of a message because yes yeah, she did reimagine the Pulse nightclub shooting and you know to to like bring you know the fact that we need stronger gun control laws to our attention and to i guess rekindle the anger that that people felt after the massacre right. and i'm i'm here for it and i and i understand using things like that as a call to action however it 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 is like the theme like we were talking about before we recorded robert is that it is the theme of this album that she is trying things on with every song that don't belong to her there was a there's a, a review or there's a review of Madame X where they they use the term dining out, mm-hmm. uh, but they say with this album she's not even dining out she's whipping around through the drive through mm-hmm. over and over and over again and just taking whatever she yeah. wants. It's also not something I think that we can fully explain. Like you you have to watch the video to understand it, and right, I feel like everybody should watch it to have an opinion on it. If you're not triggered by this sort of thing, by, you know, mm-hmm. by, by, I mean, basically seeing people shot in a club, like that is what, what happens yeah. in the video. Um, it's confusing because they don't, she doesn't completely focus on that. She, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of, there, there are a lot of shots of like choreographed dancing and glamour disco and shots. Glamour disco, like, you know, like they're in Studio 54. She gets mugged at one point. Yeah. It's, it's a very confusing, it's, a, it's very confusing in terms of its message. And the other thing I don't appreciate is that she doesn't specifically say that this is that that she's paying homage to. I don't think that's the right word. Appropriating, or oh. she's using because I honestly I feel it as her. Well, but she doesn't. You know, she talks about gun control, but she never specifically talks about pulse. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very clear what she was doing. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to say that it was about Pulse yeah. for me to get that. I just would have appreciated, you know, for the survivors mm-hmm. and for the families of everyone who died at Pulse, it would have been it would have been nice that if you were going to take the imagery from something that was as horrific as Pulse and use it mm-hmm. to your uh, to your advantage with this music video, that you would at least 
reference it properly and I, I don't know something at least more at the at the end say like in memoriam two or something you know and it's like she managed to find I mean at least from what what I saw and I've seen it a few times now is that there 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 was footage of of like rallies against gun violence um like you know real footage mm-hmm. um in, in um spliced in. But I didn't see any footage of mourners gathering at Pulse to lay flowers or the protests held outside of Pulse in the days and weeks following the massacre. Like, that's readily available. Yeah. And it was not incorporated, at least that I could recognize. And it's a it's a very recognizable site. It just, you know, it, it was so, so tone deaf yeah. the way that it was all dealt with. There was even there was an um, a trailer for the music video mm-hmm. that came out before, I think the day before. And... In it, Madonna is saying, "Wow, I can't tell what's uh, what's real blood and what's um, like prosthetics anymore." And it's like, why why did we need to hear that? Mm-hmm. You know. And and the thing is, like, she's she's no stranger to you know creating music videos that shock. I mean, we mm-hmm. we talked a few weeks ago about the dark ballet video, mm-hmm. which I think was effective. I mean, you and I had differing opinions on it, but I think that it was. It was a place that she had gone to before, mm-hmm. you know, and and this just I it 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 I don't like it's it's triggering and there's no payoff. Absolutely, there is uh, for me anyway. I I'm okay and fine. You you know you have a list of, like a, a list of a resource or two at the end of the video, but it's like okay, how come your social media doesn't um have anything? You, you know, like start some sort of campaign or like put your name to some sort of like you know, gun control thing. I, like, you have it within your power. You have the resources, but you don't follow up the video with anything. I also don't think it's she's... disgusting. I don't think she's ever talked about gun control before and considering, we talked, again, we talked about this with mm-hmm. Dark Ballet, considering how often she uses, uh, like, shooting imagery and, and all of this stuff in all of the stuff she does... You'd think that she would talk about it at some point, but I don't think it was ever convenient mm-hmm. for her to talk about it until now. Yeah. And also, like, your or she is creating this video that has a message, but it is so incredibly gratuitous and confusing and this weird jumping back and forth in the timeline that like it, it's just it if you're going to have a fucking message please be clear about it right like this is something very serious and i feel like this was just serving to shock and to um inflate this character of madame x that she has plucked out of her asshole i'm right. so i'm sick of it mm-hmm. i also do, and I know people are going to hate when I say this, but the like a very like SS reminiscent garb that she's wearing mm. while she's at the typewriter pissed me the fuck off. Well, I'm like, what is this Ava Braun costume that you have on? I'm, I'm just so annoyed with her right now because I want her to go away. Like you are, you're taking things from our community to inflate your ego. You take things from the black community, the queer community, everyone you can think of. Mm-hmm. And she's not doing a single fucking thing. Yeah. And it really pisses me off. And I know people are going to say it's Madonna. It's like, I don't give a fuck. She's, she's like useless at this point. It sucks. Sorry. Because... I just, it really bothers. See, now I'm back at the place mm-hmm. that I was when I first watched the video. Right. Right. Well, but. That's valid. I think that's valid. She really made me angry. I, I think that we're Madonna fans. 
Yes. I mean, I would argue that I'm a bigger Madonna fan. Well, than I mean, are. you definitely are. Yes. To see her. Okay. For her to capitalize on the ballroom community, it's it's one thing to see something cool and then take it and water it down. And I mean, that is violent, right? And I actually shouldn't even be comparing the two. But to actually, I, I, I think it's it's more painful and I and I don't know I don't know if this is fair to say, but it's I feel like to me at least it feels pa- more painful to see her capitalizing off of a mass shooting and a tragedy that was the largest mass shooting I think in this country at the time when it took place. Yes, and the not fact that, that we're it, comparing, <laughs> not that we're necessarily comparing, but I just I remember I remember just I I remember feeling totally wiped out emotionally after finding Mm -hmm. out about it and then just looking around at all of the straight people in my life and them just, you know, do 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 business as usual. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm like, Oh my God, you're not even, it's like, it's like you're not even awake right now. It's not a part of their consciousness. It's not. And so to see this straight white lady take it and use it, for her purposes, whatever those purposes may be, and then not actually respectfully reference it is disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean... Cite your sources. Yeah. Like, give credit, you know, not necessarily credit, but like 49 people lost their lives and 53 people were very badly injured. Yeah. And you used it as inspiration for garbage because this is not effective. Right. At least not... not you know, in any way that I can think of. And a lot of Pulse survivors are really upset by it. Um, the criticism, you know, has been essentially what we're saying, mm-hmm. you know, is that it is, um, uh, I forget what I said earlier, is that it's gratuitous with no payoff. Like, it's just, it. it's, um, it, it's really, really uh, upsetting that something as, as, uh, terrible as the pulse uh, massacre has been appropriated for this right i think i i think this is i i said this to you the day that the day the video came out i watched the video and then daniel watched it on his way home and we were in a group chat with ari and and vicky from the shade parade talking about it and they were also they were they were really mm-hmm. you know a, like triggered by the i video. walked in the door screaming about it yeah <laughs> And and I think what I said to you was, this is what happens. You know, Madonna was the pride ambassador for the world pride that New York City just hosted. And what I said to Daniel was, this is what happens when we uplift our quote unquote allies before we uplift the people in our own community. Mm-hmm. There are plenty, plenty of quilt bangers that could have been the ambassador for world pride mm-hmm. we did not have to go outside of yeah our own community to find someone to, i mean they had billy porter on abc mm-hmm. uh commenting on the parade yeah in a gorgeous christian siriano yeah. they had the uh, women from pose as the tool. as the grand marshals can i finish my sentence go ahead i get really frustrated when you All do right, that hurry up. um anyway it doesn't matter what were you gonna say uh, that was it he was in a gorgeous uh, tulle rainbow gown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I can't help but reflect on that. You know, you, you have, I don't know, I just, it, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. I'm mad about it and I don't know that I'm, 
for, uh, looking up, looking up from where I'm seated right now, I'm looking at Madonna's face. And I have been wanting to take down every single Madonna poster in this apartment for about a year now. And I think maybe now's the time. Yep. Um, yeah. So maybe we need to do that. But I'm just, I'm tired of idolizing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I guess that's what I was trying to say <laughs> in this moment. Um, do we want to talk about the no. other thing or do we take a break? Okay, let's take a break. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and we're still mad, so, uh, <laughs> but we're going to press on. I'm so angry at her. Um, we, um, <laughs> we've got a couple more things before we go and um, we're going to plow through them right now. Number one is Keto Corner. And I, so after we got home from the Pride March, um, we decided to stop by the grocery store and pick up some cheese so that I can make these amazing Keto grilled cheese sandwiches uh, that I got from Nicole Burgess's YouTube channel. And so we are going to be linking to that in the description. Can you tell? Can you tell our listeners about your experience with oh, this grilled cheese sandwich? You made me sandwich? this delicious Munster cheese grilled cheese sandwich, and it was like okay. So I like my grilled cheese sandwiches like soaked in butter. Like I put a pat of butter in the pan, grill one side, put another one, so that it's like kind of like you know when you bring home that like brown paper bag with really greasy delicious food and it's almost transparent yeah like that but crispy that's what this was like and the cheese was melty and you pulled it apart you know you separate the halves and the cheese is like um, stringy stringy and and just there was a crunch and there was mushiness and it was warm and gooey yeah it was a good i mean also very filling so i could only actually eat half of it before i got full um, to my benefit, because I ate the other exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it is—it's really good. Um, yeah, it was just—it was a good grilled cheese. Just a quick warning, though. It, she calls it the ninety-second grilled cheese. That's a lie. It's, it's just not the ninety bread. seconds. The bread takes ninety seconds to make in the microwave, mm-hmm. but the entire process takes about ten minutes, I'd say, if you if you plan it properly and all that stuff. Um, but it is an amazing recipe. It's very delicious. Very keto. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to be making several many variations on this recipe. I just bought tuna because I was like, ooh, if I can make a grilled cheese, I can definitely make a tuna melt. So I'm going to do that. Maybe. Might even do it tomorrow for the 4th of July. Mm. Mm. Um, Let's move on to I'm so excited. I'm so Thank <laughs> you. 
This week on I'm So Excited, we are talking about four different things. The first, and I can't believe I didn't mention this sooner, but the lovely folks over at Marsha's Plate have amazing recaps of Pose. So go over to, the, go over to Marsha's Plate, hit subscribe, subscribe to their Patreon, and donate to them, and then enjoy their amazing Pose reviews. Just so fun. Diamond told the story on the last one that oh, I, you wasn't, told me about I wasn't ready. I was I have, not I have ready. yet to listen. I have them downloaded and queued up. I'm just making my way through a few others. But there is there. there is a dominatrix storyline that takes place in this season, and so it triggered a, a story from Diamond. I just I wasn't ready. It was a great story. Um, um, what else? What else we have on our? Oh, did you have something else? No, I was going to do oh, the next one. Yes. So the next uh, thing in our I'm so excited queue this week is drag my dad on face. MTV's Facebook? MTV's Facebook. MTV's Facebook um, with Bob the Drag Queen and Jasmine Rice La Beja. Jasmine was the guest. Well, on on the first first one, yeah. Um, She should be on all of them. But Jasmine should be (laughs) in most things, I've decided. So we're just going to, you know, come on MTV's Facebook, like do something with Jasmine. Um, So it's it's basically a like 15-minute makeover show where kids at least the first one was this this man's daughter you know wanted her dad to like get out of a rut so she called up bob the drag queen and bob the drag queen and jasmine dragged out her dad and it was really cool and fun to watch and he was into it and you know there was none of this like ooh drag but i'm a man you know like it was very um every day yeah. i don't want to use the word normal but you know, he was just like, cool, like, my daughter wants me to do this, and this sounds like fun. Yeah. And they made her look good. They did. So. I, I, I want I want to call call into question the moment where they made him shave his legs. <laughs> that was Bob being extra. Drag queens don't shave their legs. Don't lie to people about that. Well, but that. if some who go bare leg do. Some. Mm-hmm. Some. But most of us put four or five pairs of pantyhose yeah. on and of call course. it a day. Um, I just when I was watching that part, I'm like, Bob, how about we watch you shave your legs? What is this? But you know what? Bob was like, you want the full experience? You might. Some drag queens might do that. So it, it made for a good moment. in the it show. Did. I will it really say that. did. Um, uh, but I just that was the one part I was like, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jasmine beat her face very well. Yes. So they're great. I saw today that episode two is out. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, right. Because it comes out on Mondays. Yeah. We should probably tell the listeners that it comes out on Monday. Comes out on Mondays. On did, you, did you hear me say that it comes out on Monday? On MTV's <laughs> Facebook. This is such a weird thing for me, by the way, where things are like on Facebook, but not like on YouTube. Maybe I'm just old or something, but like I don't know. It's also because we we it's watch also terrible quality. Right. I was just going to say Almighty. We, we watch it on our TV, and you can see all of like. It's completely pixelated, basically, mm-hmm. the whole time we're watching, which sucks, but... Even on your, like, computer or phone, it's not, like, the best. I watched it on I my found. little bitty phone the first time. And I was actually doing other things mm-hmm. while I was watching it, so I wasn't really um, paying that close attention. I guess that's my only criticism. I don't get this, like, Facebook-only stuff. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it would have a bigger reach if it were in other places, but, mm-hmm. you know, 
whatever. Because I was looking on on YouTube for it for like an hour. I'm just I'm happy to see <laughs> Bob doing because Bob has had the like so, there have been several different versions of this like mm-hmm. uh, makeover concept that Bob has tried out, and I'm I'm happy that MTV is seeing the value in this and mm-hmm. like putting it on their Facebook. So yeah, and also I love seeing Bob on TV. Like he's good. He's he's great for this stuff, and just seeing him interact with people is. Probably the biggest, um, not payoff, but like it's the most fun part is how he, because he's amazing at interacting with people. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say congratulations to Lizzo because her song Truth Hurts is climbing the charts after being released, what, like two years ago? Almost two years. This song was released on September 9th, 2017. Wow. And it did not begin to chart. Until like a few weeks ago. Not to be shady, but um, a friend of ours who considers themselves a big Lizzo fan uh, asked me the day that it that this song came out, like, "Oh, what'd you think?" And uh, you know, like, "Did it, did you like it?" Whatever. And I was like, "I love it." Then they listened to it, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm not really that into it." And um, and now they're all about it. So it's a know. great song. I mean, I'm just saying. I was I'm very confused. I was into it from the beginning. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie. How could you not be? (laughs) You're not going to lie. Her BET performance, I was like, oh, when I saw the cake and the wedding things and all that, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, she's going to do Soulmate. Because, like, that makes sense Mm -mm. with that. With that stuff. Because it's about her. Mm -hmm. You know? She's marrying herself. That was my whole idea. And then she started. And I was like, oh. And I was like, wait a minute. I've heard this. Like, like, this is in my phone. Like, I, I listened to this song with a certain amount of frequency. Right. And then we read that it had charted. And I'm like... Wait, but that song came out a really long time ago. You read that it had charted. I already knew about this. Yeah, I, I didn't knew know. This was happening. And I was like, and then I then of course I had to go and see when this came out and I'm like, wow, it came out that long ago. Yeah. And it's all because of this awful movie <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. Called Someone Great, which is horrendous. What a, what an appropriate name. It's such a bad movie, but good for Lizzo. I feel like a lot of people have watched the movie and because we only watched the first, what, 20 minutes of it and we couldn't handle it. It was torture. It was couldn't just, handle it. It, it was, there was something not right. It just wasn't good. About I don't know it. what else, what everybody else is seeing in it. But I it's love that, that, I love that something good has come from this mm-hmm. horrible movie. I love the gifts, not, well, not gifts because she is working for them, but like the blessings just keep on getting heaped on Lizzo in like, mountains and i just want to see it continue because like she deserves it retroactively i think i just i don't understand the people who didn't get into the song when it came out it starts with why men great till they gotta be great poetry right and then she follows that with you could have had a bad bitch like is there any other song Mm -hmm. that accurately conveys the anger that you have towards someone who just doesn't appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Is there? There's never been one no. until this song. She's very good at that. So I'm very happy that not only is this song charting, because it's now eligible for platinum status, I believe, it's also causing her album to rise back up in the charts. So I'm, I'm any, listen, any success that Lizzo can have, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here waving my, my little Lizzo flag for her, yeah. you know, because I'm She's a fan. taking over the world. Yeah. Mm. Last but definitely not least, there was an amazing interview with Billy Porter on Torre Show, which is a podcast. 
Um, and um, and in it, he talks about you know he he tells the story again about the decision to wear a dress to the Oscars, and he goes into a little bit more detail about how uh, how he ended up asking Christian Siriano to do it and the reaction and all of this. It just it was such an amazing interview. And um, I mean, Torre show is amazing. All of Torre's interviews are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a veteran in terms of uh, journalism. So um, he's he's got great interviews with tons of different people. I remember the one with Nia Long was amazing. Uh, but uh, check out this one specifically. There's there was just there was something magical about it. And um, yeah, and Torre show, like I said, is a podcast. You can subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes, um, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you weren't if you weren't following us on Instagram, you didn't see us at the Pride March this yeah. this Sunday. So um, follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail dot com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time, bye. bye. 